Hello, and welcome back to the Octave Leap Podcast. Here we are in 2024, and there has never been a better time to just get on with what you love doing. A lot of people I know were really feeling it last year. They were really kind of being dragged down through rock bottom, and me as well. You know, I went through a particularly rough patch, and I don't think we have to go through rough patches. I think rough patches just happen to us when we need to get a certain message across, when life needs to get a message across, because we're here to do something bigger than the life that we're currently animating. So I want to give you an update on the trifecta system, because it was really born out of this difficult time. You know, I was, I was kind of bumbling around the dark, uh, wondering like how I got sort of sideswiped. And then when I landed on this and I identified my core wounding through trifecta, um, I saw the one thing I needed to focus on. And for me, that one thing was when there are chaos in my long-term relationships, um, I end up experiencing limitation in my inner world, and therefore I forget what I'm supposed to do in my career and mission. And that couldn't be more true because, well, last year I ended up working more than I ever have in my life. I don't have anything to show for it, <laughs> except for a few extra gray hairs on my head. I think they're here. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and definitely, you know, when I go through something like that, uh, I have a pretty resilient uh, style or attitude, so I can bounce back. But I do like to ask, okay, what are the lessons learned here? How can we prevent that from happening? And fortunately, this time there was gold at the end of the tunnel. I thought there was just going to be light, but there was actually a stand at the side of the road handing me out gold. And that was discovering this trifecta system. Um, I've been an astrologer for, you know, eight years and uh, working with human design and gene keys and have kind of pieced these together. But there was a missing component, which I've talked about in other videos called the true sidereal zodiac, which is the stars as they are in the sky, not overlain by sort of the matrix. And as a result of this, when I found out about the true sidereal zodiac, intuitively I was guided to a couple placements in my astrology chart. So using that, that, Zodiac system, which is different from the, the normal one, um, with these placements, I immediately started to get information coming through. And that's the part I knew I was onto something. Like there was just a whole shift inside. And it became very focused, and all of a sudden, more information. Like I could see very clearly how astrology, human design, and gene keys fit together in this way, like pieces of a puzzle, to, de to depict the influence of stars on our genetics. And it sound, might sound funny for people, like how do the stars and planets affect our genetics? But they do, you know. Um, and that's a something I'd invite you to discover for yourself. But once you start looking into this stuff, you'll realize that um, it isn't always literal information, but it's symbolic information or archetypal information that when you contemplate it, it leads to uh, greater self-awareness and self-knowledge, which is an extremely powerful thing. You know, some people can get victimized by uh, their astrology. They can get victimized by, you know, the human design says it puts, they put themselves in a box and refuse to grow. Uh, so I do recommend that, you know, you, you take this loosely and you work with this information in a way that allows you to um, feel more expansive in life and not, you know, pigeonhole yourself in a particular direction. Um, but what I've discovered with the core wounding. And, you know, when I discovered it, the first thing I wanted to do was I tried it on myself and I'm like, holy shit, this is so true. And then I started to like really think about it and, and, and contemplate how all these things showed up. And all of a sudden within a couple of weeks, the 
dark weather pattern I was in shifted massively. I was filled with tons of energy. And then even um, the biggest thing too was just the way that my um, my income actually increased significantly without me putting much more effort out there, which was uh, really powerful. That's a really powerful indicator that um, you know I'm tapping into sort of a, an attractive magnetic frequency. Not to say money means everything, but uh, for me and what I was going through personally at that time, uh, it really showed me that this is the way out. Um, so then the next thing I did was I tried it for those closest to me, especially those that were kind of going through a a bit of a, a period of introspection or a bit of a challenging period. And I remember showing it to a friend and his wife was sitting there nodding her head. Yep, that's exactly the thing he suffers from. He didn't quite see it yet. He needed a couple days to come to terms with it, but she saw it immediately. Uh, and then after that, I'm like, well, I'm going to like try it with more people. So I tried it with, with more friends. And then I spread out and I said, okay, I'm going to do these donation-based readings for a little while. And I was just floored at the inf- at the responses coming back. I would literally just create the chart. Sometimes I didn't even know the person. I would just create their, their chart using the Trifecta app. And um, I'd plug in the information and send it to them. And they'd be like, wow. So there was no interpretation. It's already all there. It's already all encoded, which is super cool. And so core wounding was the first module. And that's why I've been talking about it so much over the last two months. Uh, I feel like I went through something, but I feel like a lot of other people went through a really rough 2023. And so being able to work with that to kind of move on and and get ready for what this year brings, uh, it's very timely information. You know, there's never a, um, there's always a reason why certain things come out at certain times. And so me getting this download for those that follow me in my community and my clients and friends and family, uh, it was my way to give back to them and to actually provide something of value for whatever's coming in 2024, which I have my own thoughts about, but I will choose not to speculate at this time. Um, but I do feel like the months ahead require us to be clear. They require us to be resilient. Uh, they require us to be adaptable. And uh, as a result of that, we can't be those things if we're carrying around a, a tired story that's been kicked half to death, that's been showing up in all sorts of resistance and negative patterns and feels like this mysterious heavy burden on our shoulders all the time. And so that's why we want to get that, get that distortion out of the way. We want to get clear. Um, and like I always say, it's not that we get rid of the core wound. That's never, ever the case. But instead, we want to shift the relationship with it. Because that wound becomes our gift. And, you know, in some people, maybe it wasn't so much of a wound. Maybe it was just like, oh, yeah, there's a couple weeks of that in childhood. And, you know, they've been mostly living this easeful life. It's just that when that relationship is off, it tends to compound more and more negative patterns. It tend to be more painful lessons and more heartbreak and more um, physical ailments and suffering. And we ask ourselves, what are we doing wrong? Well, we're not yet tapped into sending out the right signals to life for life to give us what we want. So when that relationship's healed and the distortion's clear, then we can actually tap into what we want. Before that, I would not recommend it. Um, Because we run the risk of trying to, you know, ascend ourselves or get more, you know, self-develop without fully, um, you know, mending that relationship first can be problematic. The reason for that is because as we learn and develop 
so does the shadow of our core wounding. And so if the shadow is still controlling us, it's getting more clever and sophisticated as well. You know, there's something called the uh, enlightened ego when people basically, they get power, they get enlightenment, they get all these things. It was just um, seeing this post made by this woman the other day. And uh, I'm not judging her, but it was just like, I could very clearly see the energy behind it, you know, and she's, she's going on about how she is this like, direct conduit of God and this figurehead of transformation in that like the people that can't handle her um, are all acting out of ego. And it's like, it's very clear that she's got a very strong ego, but it's just spiritualized. And yes, those kind of people have power and abilities and, and charm and attraction. And they've also got a really, really, really big blind spot because there's a part of them that was being fed along with the good parts, the positive parts of them that is now uh, rearing its head. And, you know, we see this a lot with um, spiritual teachers. You know, there's there's people who have a direct conduit to something amazing out there. And they, they, they literally gift the world with this presence. And then at the same time, you know, you find out there's some scandal. They're embezzling money or they're having inappropriate sexual contact with their, with their followers or something like that because, you know, as you add more voltage to the system, the cracks, you're adding voltage to the cracks as well. So in my opinion, if you're aware of what is the thing causing the cracks, and you know, I do believe there's a ringleader to the whole thing. Um, you know, if you, if you listen to Napoleon Hill's, uh, what was it? It was, I think it was an interview with the devil or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, but a uh, great, great, great uh, uh, a book. I listened to it on audiobook. But basically it talks about, you know, the devil isn't this, you know, evil thing out there. It's just sort of this aggregate of lower desires within us that wants to get fed. You know, there's a, a lower order of life, the life of minerals and viruses and parasites that need to get fed. And it, they happen to love, you know, negative emotions and pain and suffering. That's what they eat. Similarly, we eat sunlight <laughs> and things grown with sunlight, you know. It's probably a little bit of a burden on the sun. It's like, oh man, <laughs> I've got to like give down to these lower orders. But as long as they're like learning the lessons and stuff. Um, but anyway, what I'm getting at is this this thing. It's been identified by other other traditions as a chief feature um, or a primal cramp. You know, the the one, one thing at the beginning that caused us to veer off in this other direction. And then we... Um, compound that with myriads of other smaller challenges and problems, and it becomes sort of like a uh, Arctic wildfire, where fire will pop up here, and a fire will pop up here, and a fire will pop up here, but it's actually traveling through the root system. So that's why, you know, I feel like that's the thing people should do first. Uh, it, it requires a bit of life experience to really identify it. And it's interesting, because like, some people will get it immediately, and it will just strike to the their being, and they'll just get the core wounding and then other people are kind of like scratching their heads and it takes them a little bit longer to contemplate what that could mean. Um, so everybody's kind of at a different point. And I would say for some people, this is a little bit more of an intermediate or advanced kind of concept. Uh, it's not the first thing, you know, if you're just beginning to wake up to some form of like listening to yourself and, and not just referencing based on external conditions all the time, this is probably not going to even, you're probably not even watching this video. 
you're probably just like, oh, okay, there's a guy on the screen, but I don't hear what he's actually talking about. Because this concept here, it requires that we've tried out a few things. It's a little bit more advanced, but the gift is it doesn't take long. Like if you're ready for the shift, you just, you tune in, you, you make the shift. So that's the beauty of the core wounding. And once, like I said, we work with that, we begin to understand that there's this relationship that just needs to be continuously harmonized and kept in balance. We can get on with what we're here to do. No more healing loops, no more spending years in Bali. You know, I lived in Bali and, and some people that's their vocation is like be on a healing loop, just heal and heal and process and process and integrate and integrate and, you know, exclude the, the people in their lives because it's so internally focused. And for me, it's either they're not able to process something fully or their approach is rather uh, it's not working for them. Or actually, they're sort of self-absorbed and they, they love, they truly love that state of being because it's so familiar for them. Uh, but it's not healthy, especially like nowadays, we've got to get on with things. We've got to go out there and have a some sort of role in, in bringing in the new. I mean, it's not all about, definitely not about staying attached to the old. So bringing in the new, uh, the easiest way to do that, and I think the best way and, and the way that I would certainly recommend to anyone is hooking into that ideal reality of where we want to be. And when that core wounding relationship isn't creating distortion or distraction in the way, we can actually do that fairly clearly. We can actually see what that life is like. And then I invite you to like walk through a day in that life and really kind of feel your way through it and notice that that version of you it's not in the future. It's in a different parallel reality living, this ideal version of you. Um, what are they doing? What, what kind of behavior do they have? And if you want to become like that, which I think most people probably do want to become their ideal self, start to model that behavior. Start to act like that person would. If that person's living a life in a natural setting and it's an easeful, breezy, like life with lots of stillness, then why are you overworking yourself to get there? I'm saying that to myself because that's, that's one thing I figured out. It's like, oh yeah, I need to actually lay off the work to get to this place that I want to be. You know, we don't get to our destination by veering off here. We get to the destination by knowing what it is and going straight towards it. Um, and it isn't like, you know, it's something to attain. It's basically already happening. It's already present. We just simply need to attune with it. You know, my mentor once said, the kingdom of heaven is merely a hair's breadth away. And that hair's breadth is of frequency. So if we take a slightly different shift and we tame those tiny places within us, we can realize that we're very close to that world of, of, that we want to be in. It's not far away. It's just that everything is so ingrained and conditioned into doing things the way that it's always been doing things. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not that far away physically. You know, it's, it's, it's an internal state of being. And often when I work with people, um, I know that they're on a path that's going to generate tremendous amounts of momentum when the feeling that they have of completing whatever it is they seek to do, they feel that at every single step along the way. That's how you know you're actually... Um, on a path that's going to lead you to, you know, your wildest dreams. And your wildest dreams are never a linear path. They're always an exponential path. So you're constantly um, stretching your capacity for what you believe is possible. And that's the tricky part, because sometimes that means stand, stepping out of, you know, gender norms, cultural norms, uh, 
family uh, traditions, you know, what your circle of friends and peers want to do. It's, it's really redefining things radically sometimes. And so when we're hooked into our ideal reality and we start acting like that and becoming like that, the only thing we can do is pull, pull the handbrake up at times when a certain part of us isn't ready to let go. And that might temporarily set us back, sometimes for a couple of days, sometimes for a lifetime. Both are, are completely valid. But it basically, we get there um, at the speed in which we're ready to let go all of our uh, self-defining beliefs and, and the sometimes even shifting the axiom belief beneath that belief. The axiom being the bedrock upon which all other beliefs form. And this is largely rooted in the subconscious mind. Once we're tapped into that, it becomes very easy to actually get the things we want. Um, because I guarantee you, if you really dig beneath the surface, there's a lot of people out there that say they want money, for instance. And they, you ask them, would you like $100,000? And almost everyone goes, yes, I would like $100,000. But that's not really, like your heart can't quantify $100,000. It doesn't give a shit about it. Um, so, you know, that's why they don't get it by wanting it. Because it isn't actually their big calling. It has nothing to do with that. So the only part of that is this facet of their mind that's sort of wrapped up in this artificial system of finance and money and all of these things that cares about that. But the part of them that really matters, the relationships, the heart, the having a purposeful impact in the world, it does care less about that. So what I say is that, you know, when the heart's on board and when you're tapped into that ideal reality and you clear the distortion of your core wounding out of the way, you then there's little things you can do and everybody's got slightly different way to do it. So it's, it's kind of like navigating a fine line of alignment. You're sort of doing the, the precise adjustments at this point. But these precise adjustments, one little adjustment leads to big results. So you turn the dial a bit and you begin to amplify the new opportunities flowing into your life to make that shift happen materially faster. So phase one was about clearing. Phase two was more about getting into the direction or the, the vision of where you want to go. And stage three is basically just turning up the dial and making it happen in the most direct way. So that's really the basis of trifecta. And the good news is, uh, you know, I, I tend to follow this approach of, you know, identify, give space and shift. And so the first one, identify knowing, that's what trifecta does, the report. It allows you to identify these things. Two, giving space, contemplating about thinking about it, thinking about how these things have shown up in your life. And then three is actually taking actions in life that will make them happen. Very, very simple process. And um, it just, it yields massive results. I uh, haven't actually seen anything like it. And I'm very excited to be working with more therapists and healers and providing the system when I get the web application up. Right now, I was offering it uh, manually. So you can offer, give me a donation and I'll prepare your report for you. It takes me about 40 minutes to prepare a trifecta report, but very useful. Um, in the future, this will be automated. It'll be available on the web and you can just go to a website and, and get it done because I really think this is going to be something that really supports people in awakening to what they're here to do and, and getting rid of the resistance and the distortion that prevents them from doing it. Um, what I am offering though, and this is really where the potency is, is a three-month trifecta container. So that's where we take each of these steps, which is, you know, addressing the core wound, aligning with natural prosperity, and sorry, identifying your life's work, aligning with natural prosperity. We do each of these three steps 
for that. So we identify, that's where we use the system for each individual. We give space so there's different processes to actually open the space. And then there's another process to activate. And this, when I've worked with this with individual clients, it's yielded massive results. It's like a permanent change. It's like now you literally walked in as, as one person, you come out um, really much more potent and able to magnetize what you need, have a clear vision of what you're here to do and not be dragging around that burden. So what is that worth? It's difficult to quantify that, but be, especially because it's difficult to realize how drastic this shift can be. But I want you to just take a moment now and just think about what would my ideal self look like? What would I be doing? What would I feel like on a daily basis? Who would I be around? Where would I be? And then ask yourself how much you're trying to spend time and money getting to that place right now, and it's not working, versus just basically becoming that in a short period of time. It's difficult to quantify transformation, but anyway, if you're feeling the call, this uh, it's not going to be, it's not much time before uh, this container starts because it's starting in uh, about a week from the release of this video. But if you hear this now and you're interested, I can still let you in. Uh, you just need to get on a call with me. So my link to book a call is below. Um, I've got a couple spots left, not many. Um, and after that, you know, I'll be put, putting out more. This is, this is my life's work is to publish this and to raise awareness about this system. And I don't even want to claim it's mine because it's an aggregate of four other things kind of skillfully pieced together, I guess. Um, but anyway, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. I've got plenty of other resources already created and coming along regarding trifecta. So, uh, hopefully I'll hear you from you on a call. But if not, take care, and I'll be back next week with another awesome podcast. See you later.